You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, uh, action news. And now, your host, Mike I'm sure all three of us are in the exact same boat. Like, work has just been fucking brutal lately. And, like, uh. to the point when I get home, like, I just don't, I don't even want to do anything. Like, yeah. I want to I want to work on the website. I want to write stuff. I want to work on the script yep. for the stuff that we're doing with the foodball stuff. I want to work on um some Star Trek shit that I'm trying to do for uh FedCon and like most of the time I'm just like I'm just going to turn on some mindless TV. Oh, That's, I started watching yeah. the new Andrew Garfield, uh, not the new Andrew Garfield. I never watched any of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. No? No, and those are on Disney Plus and I started watching the first one last night and I was like, okay, this is interesting because it's like a mashup of um, the ultimate Spider-Man shit where like you find out that like Peter Parker's parents do like weird sciencey shit and like they're like secret agents or something. Um, and it's not bad so far. He just got bitten by the spider. So he's just now yeah. developing his powers and like is destroying half of uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben's house. Um, I'm excited to watch you, those as well. Did you, you see the totally radical skateboarding? Yes, I did. I did. It's very silly. That's very silly. But yeah, those movies yeah. were made 100% just to maintain the uh, the license. Yeah. Now, really? Would you say would you say it's accurate? Because the only thing I've heard about them is that the the acting is not the, is not what makes those bad. It's it's the writing for those two movies that's awful. I think so. Yeah, the individual performances are quite good, especially Peter and May um because this fucking sally field andrew garfield um right yeah and you even got fucking martin sheen as uncle and ben. martin sheen coming in yeah. with uncle ben and, yeah and there uh, was I, there, yeah there was a great line at one point where peter says to him he comes into peter's room and he says something about his about peter's dad and peter's wearing glasses and he goes god you look just like him um you know and he's like and i'm really sorry that you didn't get to experience it and he goes it's okay because you're an amazing dad and martin sheen goes to say something but he can't because he's choked up and i'm like fuck like that is such an admit like not you have a shitty actor deliver that line it's shitty but you have two good actors do that and they're able to pull that off and like now i'm scared because like how bad is this script like, honestly how far you say you're only, you're only like halfway oh into it? well i started getting I, I got tired and i turned I, I stopped it last night i got into the part where um he goes to see dr connor's at yeah. dr connor's house and Dr. Connors is like, yo, the fuck are you doing, intern? Like, this is my house. And he's like, I'm Peter Parker. And he goes, oh, fuck. Yeah, I know your dad. Yeah. Okay. And then they start talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think especially that first movie yeah. is uh, actually pretty fucking good. Yeah. The ending is ripped 
directly from the uh uh the fucking Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie. Uh it's the same ending, like almost beat for beat. Um but the individual yeah, individual performances are good. There's this there's a great fucking sequence between him and the lizard uh at the high school. Um that yeah, that that's really well done. I I love that costume. I love that fucking Spider-Man oh, costume. I think it looks like something he designed at home, uh, while still being like visually interesting. Um, and it actually is kind of a bummer because in the second movie they just make a standard Spider-Man costume, which doesn't look bad by any stretch of the imagination. But the first one is so much better. And there are so many people who are like, oh, it sucks. No, you suck. Shut up. That <laughs> costume is fucking dope. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love a Spider-Man movie where we don't hear with great power comes great responsibility because that shit is hacky at this point and it is played and we don't need it. Mike, what are you looking at? <laughs> It's outside. Yeah. <laughs> Turn your head and you just stayed focused. <laughs> you were talking about how the weather is miserable. I actually love weather like this. Oh no, 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 don't get wrong. I, I love this shit. Yeah. But for a lot of people, it is it is sad yeah. and unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, well, it's it's it was only that if I were going somewhere, I actually yeah. like yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like I, I haven't really said this to you all, but like we're taking on a bunch of new responsibilities with no additional money at my job, Ugh. which yeah, is, which is, which is wonderful. Sounds. And so, yeah, similar, so there's yeah. just been, it's just been, you know, calls and meetings and a lot of maneuvering and all this other stuff. And so like, even though I was supposed to be at anime USA this weekend, I was actually quite happy that that rain and storm came through yesterday. Cause I literally just got to do nothing. I was like, I can, I can, I can, I turn on my PlayStation for the first time in what feels like weeks. Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got to just do nothing and it was, it was just kind yeah. of, it was just kind of great. We, um, Sandy made, Sandy doesn't like making it because she doesn't like eating it, but she knows that Jax and I love when she makes meatloaf and she made meatloaf and I made oh, mashed potatoes. I made garlic mashed potatoes and they were so fucking good. And like, I love when the weather's like this because you don't have to do anything. Again, we watched Jurassic Park. We made meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It's fucking dope, man. And like, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I stare outside because I love the weather so much. And I'm just like, ah, like it, I, I will like go outside and just stand there and just watch it rain for a little bit. Like, I love how, how cool it is outside. It's this. just, yeah, hands on <laughs> hips. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mm, good soaking rain. Yeah. I made a uh, a big pot of chili and me and Katie made um, some cornbread. I finally found a fucking cornbread recipe. You I were like. eating the cornbread. That's what that was. I was, I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. I was like, is that cornbread or cake? No. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still like nice and crumbly, like cornbread, you know, typically is and should be to some degree. But it also holds together and it's not dry as the fucking Sahara, like oh. shitty cornbread is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yep. uh came out good. Yeah. But there's also now like three pounds of hamburger worth of fucking chili. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It came out good, but it's yeah. also just like, fuck, are we going to eat all this? I mean, freeze it, you know, like yeah. that That way, like when it's a nasty day, you don't feel like making anything. You just warm that shit up and you're good to go. It's not a bad idea. Now that you have a fully functional freezer and fridge, then yeah. 
I was just talking to Katie uh, yeah. last night about how much I now really appreciate a cold fridge and freezer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am not taking that shit for granted. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just had to replace my, my mini fridge yesterday. No good. No good. But I, I was like, I, I was like, I can't go yeah. days without having the shit. <laughs> no. All my yeah, favorite man. things are in there. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of At the Diner. This was an impromptu kind of relaxed intro for you today as we were talking all sorts of nerdy and fun things. Uh, my name is Mike Lunsford. As you know, I am the host of this podcast alongside two wonderful, wonderful, wonderful and stalwart co-hosts. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> 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 Check out the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, there's lots of great podcasts, lots of great articles, tons of fun for your eyes and your ears. We are going to be talking movies, TV, music, a little bit of everything as far as a good installment and a bad installment. Or maybe the order was reversed, a bad installment and a good installment. Joining me on the podcast, as always, are those two co-hosts that I mentioned before. You know them, you love them. We've got MC Brooks, we've got James Rambo. You already heard them talking about all this wonderful things that we've been talking about. Uh, it's fall now, like officially um, on the calendar and in the yeah. weather, because it's cool outside now. It's it's fat guy season, guys. Like, yes. yeah. We, we, we're out here. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, I have a fall take. And this is no shade to the pumpkin spice community, but can we admit that apple is the superior fall flavor? Hundred percent. Like we can, can we we can have a conversation about that, right? Yeah. It's, it's no shade to pumpkin spice. Mm, I like no. pumpkin spice. I, I I don't dislike it. I'm not one of the haters. I'm not one of those people online. But apple is the it, that's the flavor for fall. I agree because I'm a huge apple cider fan, and like this is the time of year where all of the local grocery stores, Giant, Safeway, all of them have those big giant big tons yep. of of apple cider, and I will just chug that shit. Like I love it. It's so good. So goddamn good. Yeah, it's just unprocessed apple juice. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, just raw dog and apple juice. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what's great about pumpkin spice though, is like pumpkin spice is so much better. I mean, it's great in, in coffee and shit, right? But in baked goods, holy shit! Mm -hmm. Somebody made a pumpkin spice cake. There's this place down here called Nothing Bunt Cakes. It's you know, I love a good pun. <laughs> But like, also their cakes are delicious and they had a pumpkin spice bunt cake that we got and it was so fucking good. Like all those flavors just work really, really well. Also, I love the meme that's going around that says like all of the flavors, the clove, the anise, the cinnamon, the nutmeg, like those are meant to ward off evil spirits. So it should tell you something when people don't like pumpkin spice. Yes. Fair. Looking, <laughs> looking right at you, bunch of haters. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like, let's jump into this this topic and shout out to to Rambo, man. Uh, this is a really good idea, bud. I love this one. Um, and if if you don't mind, sir, since it was your idea, I'm going to kick us off. Is that fine? Go right ahead. Okay. I think a perfect way for us to start this is to tie this into the cold open. Which, if you're unfamiliar, we have a Patreon, folks, and as a gift to our Patreon subscribers, we do a uh, special Patreon exclusive podcast called The Cold Open, where we talk about these sorts of things, uh, all sorts of things all over the map. We talk a little bit about everything. 
Um, but I mentioned in the cold open that my son and I had just watched Jurassic Park together because he had never seen it. And movie totally holds up, by the way, if you haven't seen it in a long time, like I hadn't. Like the special effects are, are, are still just really, 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 really good. It's still like, holy shit, that's a dinosaur. It's not like, holy shit, that's a picture somebody drew of a dinosaur on a computer. Like, they look really real. I mean, as far as we know what a real dinosaur would look like. But the reason for that, if you didn't know, is it's not just CGI. It's a combination of CGI and practical, which is why that movie holds up so well to this day. Plus, they had time to do the special effects and weren't under some ridiculous time constraint where it was like, you have to get all of these things done in like three months, which is almost impossible. Um, anywho, before we get into the politics of all of that, um, I wanted to start off with that because the biggest draw, like we're, I wanna go from a movie that was fantastic to subsequent sequels that were just not. Jurassic Park is phenomenal. It is a work of art. It still holds up to this day. The Lost World was, was I, it was okay. It was essentially the same movie, except like a couple of tweaks as far as the story goes. But like, it was just okay. And then Jurassic Park 3 was, it should have just been direct to DVD, if we're being honest. Like, I enjoyed it, but that's just because I like watching dinosaurs eat people. Um, but like, <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 was not good. I don't like any of the Chris Pratt ones. I don't think any of them are are really that good. They're okay. Um, but yeah, like you want to talk about quality, like Jurassic Park is on a pedestal and all the rest of them are way below as far as I'm concerned when it, when it comes to quality. When is the last time you watched Jurassic Park 3? I think I've only seen, I went and saw it in the theaters and I remember going to see it in the theaters and thinking to myself, if a Velociraptor eats somebody in the first 15 minutes, I am good. And that Velociraptor, <laughs> like the dude falls out of the tree and the Velociraptor looks at him and then snaps his neck with his jaws. And I was like, fuck, that's even better. I am good. <laughs> like, I was like, you met my expectations, homie. We're good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I rewatched that uh, not too long ago, and it yeah. definitely holds up. It's, Does it really? It's, it's much better than I remember it being. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because you kind of have to just approach it as like, well, it's not going to be the first movie. It's never yeah. going to be the first movie. None of them are going to be the first movie. Yeah. But the second one in particular has like got some, some, some real some real some real down moments <laughs> yeah the fact that uh uh you know saved by gymnastics uh is a plot point <laughs> there just happened to be parallel bars here wow yeah it's uh it sure is something it's uh, honestly the best part of the, of the of lost world was the fact that uh that they brought first off why would you bring a t-rex to san diego um but the fact that the T-Rex the gets to San Diego and just starts smashing through the city and then there were some Japanese tourists running away from it and like it was just such a direct nod to, to Godzilla, it was fantastic. I was like, that's that's wonderful. Okay. Like, it was, it was so cheesy and over the top, but like, I, the one thing I remember about Lost World was at one point they're driving around their cool little SUVs, but the SUVs this time are, are Mercedes, whereas last time they were Ford Explorers. And I was like, oh, because you have all the Jurassic Park money. Okay, this makes sense. You know, we've got to upgrade and go with the Mercedes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I don't I don't even think I've rewatched that movie. Like, I think I watched it the first time in the theaters. And then, like, I just didn't give a shit. And, like, 
Same thing with the Chris Pratt ones. I still remember like watching it and thinking to myself, okay, so Chris Pratt has learned how to communicate with Velociraptors. He's made himself the alpha. Okay. Um, but then like all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> he's basically like turned them into like heat seeking missiles. It's like, send my, send my babies to kill the Indominus Rex. And it's just like, this is so fucking dumb. The only thing I like about Pokemon, basically, basically, I choose you, Velociraptor. <laughs> um, what was irritating? But well, like, honestly, on the off chance that like your fucking Pikachu might turn on you and like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, easy. I mean, easy Pikachu, easy. Yeah, that that did happen. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I love about that though is honestly the memes that came from it. When there's a picture of Chris Pratt trying to talk down the Velociraptor, and the Velociraptor's like, "Man, you had Thanos's gauntlet almost off. What the fuck, dude?" And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, easy." Easy. No, man, seriously. It could have ended right there. I also love the theory that uh, Chris Pratt's character is the the chubby kid from the first one that said that velociraptors look like six-foot turkeys. Oh, yeah. The yeah. the kid with the eyes. Yeah. 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 That fucking guy. Yeah. The the dream child of the fifth Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked... I, I don't know. I liked Jurassic World. I have not seen... Uh, God, there were two Jurassic World sequels, weren't there? there were, yeah, like Dominion, and then another like one. Fallen Kingdom, and then Fallen I think, Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom, and then Dominion. I don't know. And whatever. then there was Jurassic World Two, Electric Boogaloo. I don't fucking know. Oh, like, God damn it! Yeah. Um. But no, I liked I liked the first one. If for no other reason, it was just like we are well aware of what this movie is. We are not trying to make anything else. Uh, this is dinosaurs fighting dinosaurs. Um, and so, yeah, like go and, and, and cameo by your boy, Mr. Jimmy Buffett has Make a little quick blink and you'll miss a cameo. He has, he has um, a margarita in both hands, man. Like, in fact, fucking living life, dude, he grabs one off of a table as he's running away. Um, I can't let this go to waste. I need another one. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like the whole, yeah. the whole bit where uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, looking like Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, goes and rescues not rescues, sorry, not rescues, sets free the fucking T Rex, um, and it's just like, all right, it's bad bitch clock, let's do this, and she just goes and just starts fucking up the new dinosaur. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking fun. But you know, is it by any means as good a movie as the first yeah. one? Absolutely no. not. No. And I do love the solution to the problem of big dinosaur versus big dinosaur. How do we end this movie? Let's have the giant fucking shark whale thing come out of the water and eat the big dinosaur. I was like, fucking solutions. I love it. It's great. Yeah. You're here to fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I will Christ. eat you, motherfucker. <laughs> Dead. Rambo, give us a movie, man. Give us a or a TV, whatever. This is your topic. I don't know why I'm trying to give you parameters. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm going video games. Ooh, okay. Um, the Legend of Zelda franchise uh, is is well beloved as well it should be. Um, I I grew up playing not the first one uh, nearly as much. I definitely played the first one, but I. Uh, my our NES was owned by my older sister, and she didn't give a shit about RPGs. And like, truth be told, I didn't really either. But I got exposed more to that game through a later version, which will be coming up very shortly. Um, 
but my my buddy Morgan had uh, both the first and, alas, the second games. Um, and the first game is just like super standard uh, baseline boilerplate. Like this is how we're going to do these kind of like adventure RPGs uh, going forward. Um, and it, you know, it's the the sort of not quite top down, but kind of top down. I, I can't remember what the actual term for that is. Um, you know, running around exploring shit, blowing up walls and shit, finding uh, secret passages, fighting Octo Rocks. And then for some reason, with the second one, they decide to make it a side scroller. And it, it's just kind of awkward looking. They, they they were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna add like more detail, I guess, to Link and the various things, and it's gonna be weirdly kind of complicated and hard to follow, and it's just not very good. And it was all just kind of sad and and frustrating and and confusing. And then uh, the fucking goat." Link to the Past is released on SNES. Fuck. And that is the That's game that I played on a fucking loop. Yes. For years. One of my favorite games of all time. It's Same. fucking phenomenal. Um, there's so many great little story beats and Easter eggs spread throughout that game. Shit that you don't necessarily have to find, but if you do, uh, uh, it, adds the, it makes things all the better. Like, you know, yeah. planning it. That game... I don't think it's the first thing to do this, but it it definitely did it really well where they would plant a seed for a story beat early on and then pay it off way later. And it would tie to an actual mechanic in the game like yeah. um, the, the fucking magic flute. You know, you would learn about the the kid who used to play his flute for the like, you know, in, in the clearing and yeah. um like the animals would come and like visit and all that stuff. And you go into the dark world and you dig yeah. that shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like the, the, yeah. you know, kicking back and forth between the two worlds and all that. But yeah, to follow up. Uh, uh, the, uh, I can't remember what the subtitle is for the second well, game. Link's, Link's Awakening, I think. No, Link's Awakening is the, is the Game Boy game. No, fuck. Um, yeah. It was something about Bowser, wasn't it? Like, I'm trying Not to remember. Bowser. Bowser's Mario game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why it was so weird. Um, obviously, Ganon, uh, the uh, Zelda Two, the Adventure of Link. Okay, okay, um, awesome. <laughs> I I want to give first off again, like co-signed one hundred percent on um, Link to the Past. You ever have those moments where, like, you now as an adult, you realize the kind of person that you are, um, but like you have a flashback to a moment you had when you were a kid that remind that like is like oh well this totally makes sense why I am the way I am now. I remember that scene where you find the flute boy in the dark world and he gives you the flute and you play it for him and then he turns into a fucking tree. Yeah. Like and he's like I just want to hear my flute one last time and I was like that's really fucking sad and I remember getting emotional and then you find his dad and his dad's like you didn't happen to find my son did you and you're just like fuck me like yeah. <laughs> um I want I want you guys to we're gonna do a quick aside here um and I'm gonna play the audio for all of you guys on the podcast as well I want you to watch this fucking original legend of zelda commercial that i just put in our facebook chat i want you to watch this wild fucking crazy 80s bullshit and watch this because it is the weirdest fucking commercial ever but i remember watching this as a little kid and being like what the fuck is this 
Like, watch this commercial. <laughs> watch Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment Just preview system. preview alone. <laughs> That's John Casser. That's what? the voice of the Crypt Keeper. No shit. Are you serious? The Legend of Zelda. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. The great big irony in that he's in, he's in there yelling Zelda and Link is a character that does not speak. <laughs> that was so fucking weird and it was so obvious that they were like we only gave him a handful of uh, uh information about this game and uh, and we gave him the name of a bunch of monsters yeah and we told him just improv just it's, it's so it's so here's like images of these creatures yeah. here's what they're called do something yeah. with that it's so avant-garde because he's wearing a fucking black turtleneck. Like it's, it's so weird. I just remember being, I remember being like six and this commercial coming on like between like Saturday morning cartoons. And I'm like, the fuck was that? Like, I guess I want to play that game. I don't know. Like it's so fucking strange. Yeah, it really is. MC. What about you, bud? You got one. Okay. Yeah. So to clarify, to jog my own memory, Things that were good then were not good, right? Like or not like a, a, or vice or, versa or the, or the reverse. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm gonna go uh, to the realm of TV shows with a show that I that like long outlived how long it should have actually been on in the Flash TV show. Oh, yeah. I, I will <laughs> say, like, I mean, we're eating good now as far as superhero content, but I would say, like, hey, for 2014 when it premiered. And for it to be as good as it was and like immediately be a show that was much better than Arrow, which was doing pretty well. Those first, I, I, I still think like those first two seasons and I, I like season three a lot, so I'll even throw that in there. We're, we're like peak, like there was so much good that, that came from it simply be from, from the acting. Um, even with the 22 episode story format, I still think about um, the slow reveal of, of Wells be actually being Eobarthon in season one. And then <clears throat> uh, that, that scene where like right after figuring it out, Barry chases him around the city and they have that moment where a reverse flash kind of beats him up in the middle of the football field. And he's like, oh, we've been doing this for a long time, Flash. He's like, find me. And then just then disappeared. Like all of that was peak writing. Season two, uh, one of the most horrific TV things I think I've ever watched was Zoom dragging Barry's lifeless body across Central City and hoisting it in front of CC police. It was like, is this your hero? Like, really? This is how you do on Earth One? Like, it was for, for, for all the flack the CW gets because it is well deserved, especially in recent times. Those first those first two seasons were 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 incredibly well done and well paced and had a good for me anyway like a good balance of like humor and action and drama and it was great and then you know i guess season three was a little too dark with emo berry with their attempt to bring in savitar so then season four they basically became a really like if the office tried to do the flash is kind of what the flash became and and like not even and i'm talking like like season eight and nine of the office not not the earth not the good stuff 
and it just became like just really really over the top and there were decisions made they were just like the going away from a non-speedster villain totally fine but just some of the writing decisions were where they made no sense they they tried to do flashpoint but flashpoint was like two up was only two episodes um yeah. <laughs> uh, in order to not pay act, not pay the actors. Um, I can't remember the villain for season four. They kept bodies. They kept making the villain body swap so they wouldn't have to bring the same actor back more than one. So they could. Keep oh, the it was the thinker. Thinker, yeah. So they kept doing. They they kept doing body swaps, which like not even the worst decision, but it was it was just tonally just kind of completely out of whack. Season five especially made no sense. They got. They basically treated Keenan Lonsdale so poorly those those three seasons he was on that he was like, you know what? I'll just not do TV anymore. And then they proceeded to give Barry's daughter all the stuff you should have given to Wally West. What while, while like having one villain last twenty two episodes, which the issue being that essentially you're just gonna have some episodes where it's like, hey, you know what? The villain just gets away just cause. Like just cause Barry could absolutely run him down, but you know what? For because we still have uh, twelve more episodes, he will not do that in this in this moment. I still remember the thing that turned me off of the show completely because I watched it. I want to say I watched all like up to five because five is five the one that is five the one that had um, just when his daughter came back and she was just in the present with them despite all the like time travel reasons that that shouldn't have been yeah and the bad guy was like Cicada. some Cicada. Oh, god he was so lame yeah and like he had like I a know. magical boomerang or some shit like yeah, yeah. it was it, it was basically yeah it was basically it, it basically could like nullify um um your meta abilities so like uh, when he stuck it into the ground if you were like in i forget what the vicinity what the yardage was but if you were like in the general vicinity your powers just didn't work which is how he's yeah. able to kill so many people yeah. powered and and non-powered and then they transferred it to someone else cicada 2 who was a woman in the second half of that season yeah and then the the, the final point of that which was it all, it all ends up being a plan for the a plan devised by the reverse flash to get himself or to save himself from being executed fuck i remember that yeah yes yeah but, but the, the problem being that if you go back and change an event in 20, I forget what year they were in, 2016, 2017, you're like, it's not like, it's not just going to, like, the rest of things that happened between that and 2049 are not just going to be the same. You're able to just walk out of jail, like, oh, well, free now, got my powers back. Like it's like so much stuff and, and like time travel stuff can be weird, but like it just like so much of it just just it made yeah. absolutely absolutely no sense. Made, doing that whole plot line where the one character on the show who fucking fanboys for superheroes is suddenly like, you know what? Just don't want to be a hero anymore. Cisco. When Cisco is like, you know, just don't want to be a hero anymore. Just just because I have reasons. I, despite the fact that I love naming heroes. I love coming up with, uh, I love coming up with stuff for Barry. I love having my own abilities as Vibe. You know what? Just gonna, just gonna leave, just gonna leave it. And then like the show just kind of never like they they like it. Those first episodes of season six with blood. Oh God, blood. Um, I know what you're talking about. Blood, blood work. I think is is it blood work? Blood work or is blood? A flash? It's a something. Whatever the Flash villain is. Yeah. Um. 
he was he was cool and it was it was a really interesting idea but that was when i stopped watching it was because they killed the speed force and i was like yeah you killed the speed force and then like he finds some other scientist again this is like a cisco stand-in and like he was like yep yeah he was like we're gonna recreate the speed force i was like this is fucking lame i was like no oh Oh, you oh it got worse yeah you I was peak, done. Peak, I was peak, done. Yeah. Peak cringe is I think season <laughs> season I would think it's seven or eight. Oh, is that the I fucking know. the fucking lightning lightsabers that, that you're telling us about? And, well, yes, it inevitably that too. But but the shit where they bring in the other forces. So they bring in the um uh Rambo, can you help me out? I cannot remember with the other uh like the strength, slow force. Yeah, the strength force. Strength, yeah, strength force. Yeah, they bring, and... So they bring in all these the other forces. But the, here's the here's the peak cringe. So they the, the decision they decide to make, uh, the thing that they do is, do you remember the episode where Iris like very briefly was like briefly got speed force powers? Yes. Yeah. So they basically use they combine like the little bit of speed force energy they use a the little bit that she has, and basically the love of Barry and Iris combined with that gives birth to the other forces who randomly choose avatars on earth and but but the, the cringe is not even that the, the it's so fucking is, lame the, 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 <laughs> i don't know it it gets worse you have these they bring in these people who are in real life so clearly much older than candace Patton and grant gustin but you have them on there because they were forces birthed by the speed force calling them mom and dad and referring to each other as siblings. So like they're literally, these four strangers get together and yep. are calling Barry and Iris mom and dad because yep. they created the forces. Man, <laughs> man, the first couple of seasons of that show were so fucking fun, dude. Like it was so it was, much fun to watch. It was like, it was, it was so well written. The, the original, the original yep. um, reverse flash, I uh, can't remember the guy's name. He was he was really good uh, when he when he popped in, but even um um the Wells uh, the guy who played Wells Tom, Tom Cavanaugh yeah Tom, Cavanaugh, even yeah. Tom Cavanaugh like the Wells character even while invented for the show like they found at least the first two seasons really interesting things to do to do with him I like yeah. the slow reveal of him um, in season one to be Eobard to be Eobard in in a in a new body and then yeah. I like Earth to him Earth Earth to him. Um, who was who was every bit of rogue and badass and had to learn to care about people like yeah. it was it was it was very interesting and having his daughter be Jesse who became a, a Jesse Quick I yeah. thought it was super interesting like there was yeah. cool stuff that they did and then they just kind of really dropped the ball um, with that show and then that that final season was just every bit as embarrassing as 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 it could have could have possibly been like you have these villains who Barry struggled with for twelve episodes getting one shotted uh by 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 folks who were much much lesser it yeah. was it was every bit of, like the lightsaber fight looked incredible by comparison it was it was embarrassing when yeah, yeah the the i can't remember the specifics of it but like the whole thing with his daughter and how long they dragged that out and i feel like i was messaging you while i was watching yeah. it and just being like, wait, they're doing what now? And now yeah. they're they're like giving moments to to characters that haven't haven't earned them, haven't and don't deserve them. But then also when uh 
yeah when when fuck when the 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 like cicada when the when the dad uh when he yes. died or like lost his powers or whatever and it's like okay well clearly that's the end of the season no there's like seven episodes left you're like hold the fuck up why are we gonna keep going with this yeah like this is not a two-thirds of the way through the season change up best case if you want to if you want to do that you do it halfway through and, and like yeah just kept fucking I, going I, yeah i will say the one good thing that came after that season was uh when eric wallace took over the one good thing he at least did was he made the choice to stop doing 22 episode clusters and we're like we're gonna do arcs so we're gonna have uh like the arc for this villain is gonna be like five six episodes max and then after that we'll go to the next the next thing and, I was, and like at least initially i was like that that you know that works that way you're not dragging you're not dragging this villain out like cicada has at least like three or four times where he could have killed either iris or other members of team flash and just didn't yeah he just stood there and just like... i'm like you had you had iris cornered because she snuck into your house and like she just gets away she doesn't have powers. The, like I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 and that's even. And that, I mean, like, even just how yeah. poorly Iris was written. Like the worst thing that happened for the Flash was Superman and Lois coming out because that show showed you that you can do a reporter character, have it be a primary member of the show, and not have to nerf them or just nope. do really weird bad shit with them or have them serve as the as the plot point because you need this to happen for yeah. this, for this other thing to happen I, I will say too having chris klein of american pie fame be <laughs> cicada as like and, and like look chris klein maybe he's done some other work where he's a good actor okay but like when chris klein's main motivation as cicada is look angry and he's just like uh angry and you can just uh, like you can see the wheels in his head turning where he's just like i'm angry Every decision know. is about me being angry. If anybody else remembers um, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, but uh, no, there's sorry. at least one, <laughs> like, even just in the trailer, there's delivery about uh, M. Bison, about how like he's such a bad guy. Like, this guy walks through the raindrops. Like, what? <laughs> as in, like, he can walk through the rain and not get wet? <laughs> oh, um okay but he delivers it exactly like all of the cicada lines like just so over the top so scenery chewing um like basically through gritted teeth like i'm a bad it's him doing the fucking nova voice from american pie <laughs> like Jesus it is Christ. only it was a joke in american pie and it's actually giving the performance and the other stuff you know what's funny is um the movie that I I saw him in that he was the best. Did any of you guys ever see the movie Election with Matthew Broderick, yes. Reese Witherspoon? He's very good in that. He's good in that because he's dumb. And like I, I know that sounds awful, but they they play it up so well. And he was at one point Matthew Broderick's character is explaining to him, he's like, it's it's okay. It's like apples and oranges. And he's like, Oh, okay. But I also like peaches. And I'm just like this is this is Chris Klein's part. This was designed for him. This is so great. Like, yeah. Hey, also, play it aloof, man. Also, if you've ever watched that movie, 
um, going into it thinking it was going to be like a high school friendly. Cause I remember being in high school and a buddy of mine was in student council and he's like, Oh, election, student council election. I should go see this movie. We went and saw it together. And he's like, this is fucking not what I was expecting. Like <laughs> that movie goes, goes to some dark places, man. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Anywho. Alexander um, Payne. Yeah. Fuck. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to give you guys the choice here. Do you want me? My next one can be TV. It can be movie um, or it can be music. I've got enough of all of them. We haven't had any music stuff yet. We have any music. I have a good music. Yeah, I got a couple of really, really good ones. Okay. So I want to talk about a band that I don't really even like, but I respect. I respect the first two albums that came from Guns N' Roses because Mind you, there was no lead up from Guns N' Roses. They came out of the gate with amazing shit. So, like, let me give you the the list of their albums because it you're you're you'd be shocked. You're like, wow, fuck, that was their first album. If I remember correctly, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So, Guns N' Roses was founded in 1985, right? Their first album was Appetite for Destruction, which is 87. Appetite for Destruction, if you like, welcome to the jungles on that one. Like, that it is easily like one of the like most. Switch out of mine. Yeah. It is yeah. one of the most, like, from start to finish. Like, it's amazing. Like, it really is. It's it's such a complete album. Uh, again, I don't even like Guns N' Roses. Like, Welcome to the Jungle, It's So Easy, Night Train, uh, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City, like, Sweet Child of Mine. Like, there's so much on this album that was just like, wow, this, this band's great. Appetite for Destruction was their first one. Their second one was GNR Lies. Um, it's it's basically like live stuff. And then um, Use Your Illusion One and Two, which was like a double album that came out in ninety, um, like nineteen ninety. Again, Use Your Illusion, same thing, just like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And then after that, a whole lot of nothing, a lot of live stuff, and then. For anybody who has stayed up with the music industry like since like the 90s, the big joke was their next album after Use Your Illusion 2 was supposed to be Chinese Democracy. This was announced in 1993 that this was their next album. Do you want to know when it got released? 2014, 2015? Uh, looking through right now because it was a long goddamn time. I can tell you that. Um, yeah. They, they talked about, um, in 2008, Dr. Pepper announced that they would give everyone in America, except the band's former guitarist Slash and Buckethead, a free can of Dr. Pepper if the band ever released Chinese Democracy. Oh, no, it was released in 2008. I'm sorry. But to go from the heights of where they were, of, like, a band that just could do no wrong, to just, like, dropping off the face of the planet... Like, they had a good run there of about seven or eight years and then just gone. And, like, I I still remember, like, one of my favorite stories, because as I've made very, very clear on multiple occasions, I'm a huge Nirvana fan. There was a big, big feud between Nirvana, between Kurt Cobain and Guns N' Roses, uh, Axl Rose. And it turns out that, like, Duff McKagan is from Seattle, so, like, Duff is actually cool with all the guys from uh, Nirvana. It's just Axl Rose was such a prick that they hated each other. And like, it all stems from um, when Courtney Love announced that she was pregnant with Francis Bean Cobain and it coming out that they had been heroin users at various points in their lives, which eventually is what killed Kurt Cobain. Um, 
more or less. Axl Rose got up on his high horse and started telling everybody how their kids should be taken from them, about how they're horrible people. Um, after being a huge Nirvana fan for a really, really long time, like he wore like a Nirvana hat at various shows and would talk about how great they were, right? Um, Kurt Cobain never liked him. So even before all of this stuff came out with their kid and their intravenous drug use, Kurt Cobain was like, Guns N' Roses is the fucking devil and Axl Rose is a sack of shit. So I think Axl got all up in his feelings and they went back and forth and they were feuding and they were at the MTV movie, uh, Music Awards. And at one point, um, Axl Rose is walking by Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain and Kurt goes, hey, Axl, we want you to be the godfather of our baby. <laughs> like, as a, you know, because Kurt Cobain was a sarcastic douche. And he said something back to him and then Courtney Love popped off at the mouth and was just like, whatever, you know, kiss our ass. And Kurt, um, he turns to Kurt and he goes, you need to keep your bitch on a leash. Tell her to shut up. And he turns and looks at Courtney and he goes, shut up, bitch. And like, <laughs> and they just go back and forth like that. I, and I like, remember reading about that. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it's one of my fucking favorite stories, man. Um, they had a huge drop off. Um, I'll tell you another band that was huge and then just disappeared. But we all know why if you ever watched Behind Music on, on VH1, and that's Oasis. Like, what's yeah. the story? Morning Glory is one of the biggest albums in the 90s, period. Like, everybody heard every song on that. It was just hit after hit after hit. And then these two brothers, Liam and Noel Gallagher, just shit on each other as often as they possibly could, drunken fights in public, and they just never did anything after that there are a couple albums that came up but nobody gave a fuck like they just never were able to recapture that magic that they had a recording of one of their fights charted in the uk <laughs> it made it to like number 163 <laughs> <laughs> and not even a good recording <laughs> oh fuck just, just imagine <laughs> Oh my god. Um I also have Weezer on here as well. Um do you Weezer, know, how I know that? How do you know that? Pop-up video. Pop-up video. <laughs> Fucking love pop-up video. I miss it so much. Fucking Weezer, man. Like their first album, the Blue Album. Again, much like Guns N' Roses, it came out of nowhere. Their first album was incredible. Hit after hit after hit. Like everybody was like these are the new alternative rock darlings. Everybody loved them. Then they released their second album, Pinkerton. And Pinkerton bombed really, really hard. Like, they, because it was nothing like the first album. It was very personal. Rivers Cuomo wrote a lot of shit in there that was really, really personal to him. And, like, he even talks about it. He's like, the way that that uh, album was received was, like, being at a party with all of your friends in high school and, like, pouring your heart out to the girl that you love and everyone laughing at you. And, like, you feel kind of bad for Rivers Cuomo. As time goes on, people go back and look at this album at Pinkerton and they're like, whoa, this is actually a really good fucking album. Um, but here's the problem with Pinkerton. Fucking listen to the lyrics of Pinkerton. And Rivers Cuomo makes no qualms about his obsession with Asian women. Like there are three songs specifically where he mentions it, like in very clear detail. At one point in um, their first hit, El Scorcho, off of that album, the first uh, single. He says, God damn you half Japanese girls, do it to me every time. So you're like, all right, 
we'll let that go. He then writes a song called Across the Sea, where he talks about a Japanese um, pen pal that he's developed that saw one of their shows when they were touring in Japan, writes him a letter, and how he fantasizes about this young girl. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it is gross and kind of uncomfortable. And like, again, I'm glad that you can admit your your biases and things that you love, Rivers Cuomo, but just like in retrospect, man. And that's what sucks about this, is the album is so fucking good. The music is so good in this album. But it's just like, wow, you, you had no problem telling everybody exactly what you were thinking, which is partially admirable, but also not. Um, sometimes you should keep things to yourself. Um, not they bounce- everybody needs to know yeah. every thought that yeah. skitters across your fucking head, man. Like, Not everybody needs to know kill. what gives you a boner, Rivers Cuomo. Like, we're good. Um, the Green Album was their follow-up to that, was, was really, really good. They had a couple of albums after that, but they just they were never able to capture the kind of magic that they had ever again. They had a couple, there's there's blips on the radar, but at one point they really lean into, we're gonna try some experimental shit. At one point they do an album that has um, Lil Wayne on it. Um, and like, you can tell that the song is written not by them, but by somebody who's like, hey, you know what the kids like? The kids like the rap music. We should put some rap music on this because this will make you guys popular. Kids love the rap music. And you're it just it, it's a shitty song, it's a shitty album, like just just all of it. Like it's it was disappointing because you know these guys are musically talented. You've heard them do it, but like fuck. Like yeah. Like it, in stark contrast to like for instance what the Foo Fighters did where Dave Grohl was like, hey, after the Nirvana stuff, I was in a really, really dark place, but I'm gonna try something experimental and I'm gonna do this thing called the Foo Fighters because Foo Fighters was a uh, euphemism for UFOs back in World War II um, because I want this to be unknown. I don't want anybody to know who the musicians are on these tracks because that first album, he wrote everything. He wrote everything and he played every single uh, instrument on that album with the exception of Chris Novoselic from Nirvana playing bass on Alone and Easy Target. Everything else is all him. And then from there out, like he started adding band members because he, you know, he wanted to go on tour. But like creative shit, like things that like, and not only that, the dude never stops working. Fuck, he's in like 9,000 side projects. He was the drummer for Queens of the Stone Age for a while. He did an awesome metal project called Probot where he worked with fucking Lemmy and like every other big name in metal that you can think of. And like, it just shows you that like you can be creative and do different shit without like, being a gross person about it, like like Rivers Cuomo did. I have so many more music ones, but I'm gonna stop because I just <laughs> I mean I could just keep talking about this forever. Like MC, I know you got some music ones, man. And then uh Rambo, you can uh pick up no, after MC let, some music. You ones. Rambo go really quick. I'll let Rambo you go. go first. Yeah. Uh so the twenty fifth anniversary of Blade was very recently. Uh, it happened very recently. Um, and that is definitely a movie that does not get the, it very recently started to get the props it, does, it should, should and, and deserves for, uh, being as groundbreaking as it was and, you know, establishing things in, uh, uh, in terms of like how you can, you can adapt a, a comic property. Um, and 
that first movie is pretty fucking good. My my biggest problem with the with that first one is that it really kind of peaks in the first five or ten minutes. Um, and it's not to say the rest of the movie is bad. It's just the beginning of the movie is so goddamn good. The blood rave sequence uh, immediately followed by the you know Blade just slaughtering this entire fucking like like a, a abattoir full of uh, vampires is just awesome. Um, Props on the use of abattoir. Good job. Abattoir, that's the actual term for a for a slaughterhouse. Um, Why well, I was impressed. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, the, the 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 franchise really hits its its stride in the second movie. Blade Two is funny and dark and violent and bloody, and has an incredible villain in. Uh, uh, Nomak and um, is plenty over the top uh, and it's sort of like Shakespearean feel of things but Luke Goss knew exactly what the assignment was and came in and fucking nailed it there's some wonky CG in places with the uh, the use of the for actually the first use of the digital stuntmen uh, to do some stuff but overall it's still pretty fucking good I mean you know any any movie that's got Ron Perlman and Donnie Yen as vampires trained to take out Wesley Snipes' blade. Uh, yeah, you've got my attention and my interest. Um, but yeah, it's and and you know, Guillermo del Toro then like would like take pieces from that and use that to kind of flesh out and build his uh, his strain series and and line of books and comics and everything else. Uh, and it's just a great fucking movie. Then you have Blade Trinity. <laughs> And it sure is a movie. Uh, David Goyer wrote all three movies, um, which is also hysterical because as much as I enjoy Blade 2, and I do enjoy Blade 2, if you have not watched the director's commentary on Blade 2, you deserve it. It is, I believe, it's definitely Del Toro, and I believe it's his DP, Um both talking about the movie and how it's made, but also Del Toro just shitting all over Goyer's script and how much of a fucking mess it is. At one point, right before, right before the the I think they're called like the Blood Pack. Um, right before the Blood Pack is introduced, it's the the, the vampires who have been uh, put together to uh, to to you know in training as as a team to go and take out Blade. Right before they're verbally introduced, you hear Del Toro go, okay, here comes the worst introductory line in all of film history. Wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And Leonore Varela says her line, which is just not very good. And he goes, oh, David, oh, David, no. Oh, Either then or later on, there's a uh, actually no. I I actually there's two commentary tracks for that for that movie. It's 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 Del Toro and his GP, and it's Goyer and Wesley Snipes, and Goyer is for the most part trying to like take it very seriously and and talk about like the development of the movie and all this shit, um. And Del Toro knows that there's another track with Goyer on. He goes, quick, 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 switch to the other the other commentary track. See if he says anything about that line. 
like, he's just talking shit about him the whole time. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, Blade Trinity was written by David Goyer, but alas, was also directed by David Goyer. Whoops. And David Goyer is a very famous uh, uh, Hollywood screenwriter known most primarily for sci-fi and uh sci-fi horror and uh and comic adaptations he has been the go-to guy for a long long time uh to 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 get those things made and he's not really known for his directing prowess um blade trinity is so fucking silly in all of the worst ways whereas the whereas blade 2 manages to to be a little goofy in places it never winks at the camera it is always like yeah this is just a thing in this movie this is just how this is gonna work um uh uh we're gonna have a whole like shakespearean vampire thing yep either you're in or you're not it's 100 percent up to you whereas blade trinity has all of these goofball moments of things like abigail whistler building a playlist before for her iPod before she goes into battle with the vampires and such and even to the point of having Ryan Reynolds comment on the fact that she's making she literally has iTunes open and is building a playlist like that the 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 product placement couldn't be more on the nose um this is also famously the movie where uh uh Wesley Snipes was smoking an absurd amount of weed and was uh, at one point, uh, I believe, grabbed Goyer by the throat and had him up against a wall. Um, and it was, it, was, it was real bad. It was real bad. Things were not going well. Um, but yeah, and it's it, there's a fucking scene where... So first of all, Dracula. Dracula is the main villain in this movie. Um as played by what is that guy's fucking name? Dominic he Purcell, played... isn't it? Dominic Purcell, very good, Mike. Thank yes, you. Dominic Thank Purcell. Um, where you know everybody for the most part uh, in the modern world knows him as Heatwave from the Arrowverse shows, or the what was his fucking name in um in that um that horrible goddamn show that was on Fox for a while? Prison, uh, Prison Break. Break. He's on yeah. Prison Break as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's uh. Funny enough, he's he's fucking um, Captain Cold's brother on Prison Break. Um, but I will always remember Dominic Purcell as John Q, which is another fucking uh, like Fox mystery series um, from the late 90s or early 2000s uh, about a guy that wakes up with no memory of who he is but has an encyclopedic knowledge of everything else uh, in the world. Uh, and he he is a police procedural, and he solves crimes with the cops while he's trying to figure out who he is. Um, and it feels like a show that just wrote itself, painted itself into a corner, like, immediately, uh, but just kept on going. We're going to see how long we can do this. And I think it was, like, two seasons. Um, Reminds me of that yeah. show on, on NBC, uh, The Pretender. Do you remember that one? I fucking love The Pretender. I yeah. love it so much. Uh, it's like the Pretender, only you know, bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. It didn't have because that's the thing. Like Jared didn't know everything, 
but he could know things uh, and he could learn things very quickly. Um, and and the whole point of John Q was like, no, no, he knows everything. Okay. Because um, that's fun. <laughs> but yeah, so, well, I mean, like, it could be, but you better know how to deal with it. You better know how to do something with that fucking storyline. Story yeah. Um, looking at you, Damon Lindelof, uh, like, you're going to write some crazy shit like that. You better have something to back it up. And uh, it didn't. They fucking didn't. Um, but yeah, the whole fucking Dracula thing, The there's this great, there's what could be a great moment where the Dracula character is walking around the modern world and he walks into what is basically a hot topic. It's a fucking like goth merch store. Um, and you could have this moment of like uh, uh, him kind of lamenting like how far things have fallen and, and, and where you know, vampires used to be in this like place of power, and now it's just their plate is kind of a gimmick. And they kind of do, but it's done so half-assed, and it's just like, well, this just comes off kind of cornball and cheesy, and I don't care about any of it. Um, I also had just a very distinct memory of, of Blade calling him a motherfucker, and Dracula going like, hmm, motherfucker, yes, I like that. <laughs> It's it's bad. It's just a it's a fucking mess. Um, <laughs> yes, mm, indeed. Love it. There's a vampire Pomeranian in that movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about the Pomeranian. Oh yeah, Triple H is in that movie. Parker Posey oh, is one of the vampires god. too. Poor it's Parker a fucking Posey. mess. Jesus Christ. But yeah, to you know the 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 order of the, that trilogy is just like yeah, good, great, garbage. Like it is. Yeah. Oof, it is. This is not good. This is well, um, quite bad. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with a movie then too. Um, a series that. Do you want me to like? Do you want to walk away from this entry being like, yeah, that ended good, or do you want it the other way around, where it was like that was great, and then it fell the fuck apart? Because I got, I got plenty of those. Whatever you think yeah. you share, Mike. Okay. Um, the answer to this would be there can be only one oh and that's the highlander um the first movie is so fucking good it's so good so good if you haven't seen it watch it it's fucking great and you get to see mr krabs aka clancy brown as a young man but with the same ballsy voice that he's always had and it's fucking wonderful he makes such a goddamn great villain that movie is so good because they don't explain everything they're just like they're immortal unless they get their heads chopped off okay well, and then if they chop off the head of the another immortal, they get all the powers from the other immortal. So they get like stronger and knowledgeable and like, you know, learn how to fight and shit. It's cool. Um, it's fucking dope. Watch it. And Sean Connery's there too, which I love that Sean Connery in this movie is a, he's Egyptian with a Spanish name and a fucking Scottish accent because Sean Connery doesn't do accents. I'm Sean Connery. It's, it's so fucking cheesy. It's, I'm not Spanish. I'm Egyptian. He's <laughs> like, the fuck you are um but the movie is so good it's so cheesy in a good way like queen does the whole fucking soundtrack that's how good this movie is queen does the whole soundtrack it's amazing um every movie after that every movie after that complete and utter dog shit the second one which has sean connery come back even though he got his head chopped off in the first one he comes back and you want to know what their reason for them being immortals is they're aliens no explanation, just we're fucking aliens. 
that's it pretty much yeah and like it goes in a completely different way it's way more sci-fi than this than, than fantasy it just it was shitty the third one if i remember correctly the third one had mario van peebles in it which like even mario van peebles couldn't save this movie like it was just it was just stupid and and annoying and like the only thing that saved this series is the fact that they had a tv series on usa which was relatively fun because all they did was just take the original premise and just expand the fuck out of it. Hey, there's a bunch of immortal people running around the goddamn world and they've been alive since like the middle ages and shit. And like you get flashbacks and stuff like that. And that's pretty cool. But like once you start trying to explain this shit and you start trying to make it sci-fi, it just loses all of its steam. And like, it's so disappointing. And now there's talks that they're going to bring it back. And they're talking about having Henry Cavill as the main for it. And like, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, oh, like, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. You know what? I just thought of something else too. Yeah. Christopher Christopher Lambert also supposed to be a Scotsman. Fucking doesn't change his goddamn French accent at all. It's the same fucking accent as he uses as Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Which, if you've seen that, that makes no fucking sense either. Again, just does not change his accent. Just like there's like him, Connery, Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, Schwarzenegger, like no attempts to try to change their accents at all. And when, like the one time they did, didn't Schwarzenegger try to do a Southern accent in one of the Terminator movies? And it was really fucking weird and awkward. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I want to say it was Terminator 3 because what they do is they show this like military person that they modeled like as- Oh no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not him. But it was voice. a deleted scene. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. It, no, it's not him trying to do it. It's okay. like, that's, that's like a, okay. a really, really stupid scene that they had. Okay. Yeah. Much like when he was in uh, Hercules in New York and they had somebody dub over his lines. Just full redub, yeah. <laughs> Hello, I am Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Highlander, man. God damn it. <laughs> I gotta see if I can find a movie on a streaming service. The first one is great. I would, I, that deserves a rewatch. I quite like the first one. I, I think some nostalgia goggles might be being worn by you right now oh i bet you if i watch the first one i'm gonna be like this is not a good movie wow. it is it is uh <laughs> it's it's there sure is a lot going on there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure it is because i remember being like maybe like 13 years old and like um i found that we had a vhs copy of it and i was like what is this movie and i watched it and i was like this shit is dope and like i could be very very wrong uh, <laughs> no, it, hey, it's fucking cool. Yeah. I just don't know that I'd say it's good. Okay, that's fair. It is that's worth fair. watching 100%. Um, but it is, uh, it's a mess. I like that rationale, though. It's cool, yeah. but it's not good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> we, can, no, we, can, a, we can like bad things. 100%. Yeah. There's, oh, 100%, there's, yeah. there's a, that they're bad. A yeah. significant difference between I enjoy this and this is good. Yeah. This is of a high quality. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Arby's. I fucking love Arby's. <laughs> yeah. But it's not of a high quality. Hey, curly fries <laughs> under underrated for sure. See, I'm I I go crinkle cut. I'm a crinkle cut mm. fly fry. I do guy. like the crinkle cut fries too. Yeah. yeah man. Yeah. I you can't go wrong. And like when you can get a sandwich that's called a beef and cheddar, but that ain't cheddar cheese. That's like it's like liquid. <laughs> And it's, it's, uh, oh, it's so cheddar sauce. It's so fucking good, though. God damn it. Damn delightful. <laughs> All right, MC, man, you're back. Give us, uh, <laughs> give us one of yours, dude. Uh, I mean, I could go music, I could go movies, because I immediately kind of thought of, uh, 
Um, even though it technically started in 89, the 90s Batman movies started out great with Keaton. Then uh, Batman Forever was a movie that happened. And I like Batman Forever. I'm not saying it's good, but I like it. Um, and then Batman and Robin, also a movie that happened. But it sure happened. <clears throat> again, That's... I like them. I'm not saying they're good. I, I just kind of like uh, those Fantastic Four movies from the 2000s. I enjoy them, but they're not good. But they're, they're enjoyable. Get the um, gem, kill the heroes. <laughs> Stay cool, um, bird boy. Yeah, no. I guess the I one so. I'll, I'll actually go with here is musically. Um, a band that was one of the biggest bands in the early to mid 2000s, who you probably have not kept up with or heard from since about 2006, even though they've released three additional projects. And Evanescence, one of the, the uh, a band that I kind of discovered because I was a huge Linkin Park fan. They also loved The Used and My Chem, My Chemical Romance and I think I picked up Evanescence because I, I wasn't crazy about going under. I think I picked it up just on the strength of like, oh, this is a blue album cover and she's hot. I'll uh, <laughs> let's, I'll check this out. Um, no shame, no shame in that at all, my man. Obviously, like I got into the, uh, the their other big song, the Wake Me Up one, which yeah. I, I'm really I'm, which was on the Daredevil soundtrack, the uh, Ben Affleck yeah, Daredevil soundtrack. Ben Affleck, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like that. I mean, I remember that album was fucking huge. I remember my immortal, my immortal was was fucking yep. everywhere. Yep. So much so that they even made a specific version in, to include the rest of the band as the single. Oh, that that song, yeah, that's that shit was everywhere. Amy Lee was also everywhere. She ended up doing um, a song with uh, the lead singer Seether, who was her boyfriend at the time. Um, fucking yeah, uh, broken. Broken, yeah, broken, yeah, which. Broken. Another MC, well, an MCU before the MCU. They use that song in the fucking soundtrack to The Punisher with Thomas Jane. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fitting. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> that movie is broken. Uh, um, but then, yeah, and then, and then to tie that together, then, like, the album, after breaking up with him, that became, uh, she wrote Call Me When You're Sober, um, which then became their second album, The Open Door which um, had Lithium and some other big song, had some other songs on it. But then like, they kind of fell off the face of the earth. And, you know, the internet, because I was on the internet, I kind of knew a little bit about, about what it was, which is largely that like, like they were going through band members like hotcakes in the, at that time too. The guy that they, the, uh, the guy, Ben, I think is the guy's name, him, Amy. Uh, they start when they started Evanescence, like they had the disagreements about uh, the future of the band. So like he ended up quitting um, and ended up uh, starting a totally different band called We Are The Fallen with the other members who I'm about to mention also got fired in John LeCompte and Rocky Gray. Um, John, who apparently was only there for the money and like apparently didn't didn't think Amy Lee was a good songwriter, apparently used to make fun of her lyrics often and Rocky Gray who promptly posted Evanescence sucks when he quit in 2007 on his MySpace page. Um, and they have, they've had <laughs> on his MySpace. <laughs> yeah, um, and they've had like, that'll show her. <laughs> they've had, <laughs> and they've had like additional members kind of since then, but uh, for you know they just kind of never really 
I, I don't know if it was because that that sound that that they kind of uh, that sound that we kind of associate with them the the one from that first album is mostly associated with Ben Moody who also uh, wrote song who also went on to write for like um, he wrote like Don't Let Me Get Me with Pink and um, what was that um, that Kelly uh, that one of the, that Kelly Clarkson songs I can't remember um, but like he did he did a, he did a bunch of stuff. he did some stuff with Avril Lavigne. But yeah, Evanescence, they they were like huge and then they like members left and then they released another album and they, they took like a five year hiatus. They they uh, released an album in 2011 that I don't think anyone knew about because I surely didn't know that they released music then. Um, then they released something else in like 2015, 2016. Again, I had no clue. Amy Lee put out a solo, uh, like a solo album called Synthesis which was kind of like that first album, but with an orchestra playing all the music, just her playing piano and the orchestra. It's actually kind of cool. And then they released an album two years ago that I also did not know existed prior to uh, kind of looking things up. Um, and they, like, it kind of it sucks because, uh, you know, they were one of my favorite groups from, from way back then. And um, it, I guess it's also kind of symbolic too of kind of the time and that like there are a lot of, a lot of those groups um, they, they were kind of huge from those early 2000s. Didn't really have any staying power. Yeah. Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. Yeah. I They were the the it band there for, for a hot minute, like in the, in the early 2000s. As, especially because if you remember, you know, they, there was that whole thing where like uh, Christians, the Christian community was very upset with them. Um, oh, be, because they said, my God, my tourniquet on a, on a song on the album. Plus, there was a lot of debate about whether um, Bring Me to Life and uh, some of these other ones were like Christian songs. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember because I went to Catholic school. So, like, I remember hearing people hearing the debates about, like, you know, should are we allowed to listen to this? It's like dark and gothic. Is it demonic, actually? Like, what do we, what is, what is this? Shut up, nerds. It's, and it's like, <laughs> Come on now, like it's fucking music. Like, get over it. Like, uh, also, if you want to listen, if you want Christian Evanescence, you can go listen to the Lesser Flyleaf. And uh, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a perfect description. It's the Christian <laughs> Christian Evanescence. I never, I never put two and two together, but that's totally what Flyleaf is. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which. That's, I mean, that's another group. Apparently, the, yeah. the sing, the singer, the singer from that group. Apparently, yeah. like a lot of, a lot of issues. She ended up leaving and having like a whole lot of, like getting into some really, some really, really yeah. weird shit over the years. Yeah, I still remember uh, getting Rock Band and playing uh, that, and they have a song on there. Flyleaf does. I'm so, I'm sick. so sick. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. I remember hearing that. I was like, "What is this?" And then listening to some more of their stuff, and I was like, "Oh, it's Jesus music." yeah that's, that's <laughs> cute good good for them <laughs> and it's like but you know what sucks you you hear it and you get nostalgic for it until you realize the thing she was sick of was homosexuality oh oh no no oh, no oh baby yeah. baby no why 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 would you do yeah. this <laughs> that's such a bummer i like that song yeah it, oh it, well it, it, hang on it, yeah, it, hang on let me go to my my playlist delete yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently I, I, oh that's actually what it was that yeah. she was like she she was one she i think she went to like conversion therapy if i remember oh. correctly she was one oh. she was like um 
that's what it was. In fact, yeah, that's what it was. That song was written about her, the fact that she herself was gay and she went to, and, and after she went to conversion therapy, that was a song that she wrote. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's fucked up. Yes. Oh. That's right. Okay. I, oh. I just, it just came back to me. Yep. Man, that hurts. Oh, that is fucked up. God damn it. Well, there you go. Here we are, folks, ruining music for you. Um, <laughs> I I have so many. God, I have so many. Um, and we're we could be here for hours, and I know we don't want to do that. Um, I'm gonna give a couple of quick hitters, and then Rambo, you can give a couple of quick hitters. MC, you can give a couple of quick hitters, and we'll wrap up here in a little bit. Um, a movie series. Um, no, you know what? I haven't done any TV yet. Um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, I'm rewatching Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, I always, I, I've done a million rewatches of this series and I always skip season one because season one is dog shit. And I was like, it can't be that bad, can it? Um, yes, folks, it can be that bad. <laughs> there is an episode that I remember as a kid called uh, Where No One Has Gone Before that I thought was really cool because there's this guy called the Traveler and he can like phase in and out of existence and does all sorts of cool shit, right? Um, and he takes the Enterprise like billions of light years away to a point in the uh galaxy where thought and emotion create reality seems like a cool idea in, in principle right um it is at first and then when they have to get back the traveler is essentially fucking tinkerbell from uh peter pan hey guys the, the fucking captain picard literally hits his little button makes a shipwide announcement that says hey everybody I need you to believe in the traveler and believe that we can get home. If we believe hard enough, we can get home. And I literally paused it. It's like maybe midnight in my house. And I remember pausing it and saying out loud, what the fuck? Like, because that is the lamest shit ever. There is an episode that is so goddamn racist against black people where they go to a planet of nothing but really strong, muscular black people. And it is every fucking racial stereotype you can think of. And I'm like, how the fuck did this get past the censors? This shit is ridiculous. It is so bad. Not only that, they use these weird like action, like first person camera perspectives where they're like all, they're like all up in Jean-Luc Picard's face. Like <laughs> it is fucking dumb. It is so dumb. It is so bad. There are so many shitty episodes and they're always like, these high concept things. It's like, what if there was a planet run by women? Eh? Eh? And then you're like, okay, and then what? And they're like, I don't know. This this rock glows. Fuck, we ran out of ideas. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's so shitty. But season two, marginally better. You're like, wait, okay, they're going somewhere. That's the first one where they have an episode where you're like, oh fuck, they're on to something. It's called The Measure of a Man. I've mentioned this one before. This is where they put data on trial. Is he sentient or is he property? Because he's an android. Does he have rights? And I was like, this is a fucking brilliant episode. So many good episodes in, in season two. Season three hits its fucking stride. And every single episode in season three is a fucking banger. Season three ends with best of both worlds. The When Picard gets assimilated by the Borg. Like... Season three is a fucking masterpiece. And the rest of the series up until season seven, where it gets kind of shitty is really fucking good. So like, you want to talk about an improvement, man, like Star Trek, the next generation. Um, Rambo, give us a, give us one. Uh, Indiana Jones, uh, rock solid first movie, decent enough. Second movie, great fucking third movie. And then came the crystal skull. I fucking, uh, I, 
I know I know that intellectually it should not be that big a leap from actual Christian mythology being real to aliens. That shouldn't be that strange. And yet, here we are. The way it's handled, <laughs> the way it's pulled off, it just doesn't really work. And there's so many fucking goofy sequences in that movie. The whole like the whole thing with the fucking prairie dogs and uh Indy surviving I'm not worried about the nuclear like the radiation fine whatever but the blast that throws a he's still person inside of just a a refrigerator like why is he just able to just get back up just get back up like like okay all right whatever uh yeah it's just it's just it's a fucking mess it's I haven't seen the new one I'm I've heard mostly good things who knows i'll watch it when it's on disney plus yeah <laughs> yeah that sucks too because yeah i agree um i loved the first three the fourth one was a movie um so like i'll see the fifth one at some point um yeah mc uh oof. i would say actually kind of the piggyback uh Kind of to piggyback off the the last one I did, I said Evanescence. Even though they're not an emo band, I'm actually just going to throw in collectively the entire emo movement from the late 2000s to current. <laughs> all emo bands. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's, you're all we, guilty. We, we got some great stuff. Fall Boy did some good, like uh, Panic at the Disco. Yeah, Paramore. Like there were some, there were some great names that did a lot of really cool stuff. And then they all released albums that had songs on them in the 2010s and you know <laughs> and uh you know a few of them a few of them have gotten back to making music recently but you know they've 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 all just kind of had a uh, had uh, had albums with songs on them lately that's 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 kind of the best thing i can yeah. i can say about them and some and some of them just have they just haven't aged well just at all you i, I think you kind of realize that like you know, like once you uh, once the the whining that you do at 17, 18, 19 for those first couple projects, once you get like grown man responsibilities, doesn't translate all that well. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, no, it yeah, it gets old. Um, quick shout out to uh, Derek Wibley, the lead singer of Some Forty One. Dude is not doing well health wise. So um, thoughts and. And whatever you can do, positive vibes towards this dude. Cause like he, I just got to see him in concert and they were fucking phenomenal. And like the guy's having some really, 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 really nasty heart troubles right now. So yeah, thoughts, uh, thoughts and positive vibes towards, uh, towards our Absolutely. guy, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were my first album. First, first CD I bought with my own money was some 41. Yeah. 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 Does this look infected in 2004? Um, I have a few other music ones and I'm just going to give them a quick mention. And cause honestly, after that, fuck them. You too. Um, songs of innocence was the album that everybody got on their iPod or iPhone without your consent. Fuck them and fuck their bullshit. That's when it all dropped off. Actually, I honestly, before that they had had a good album in like 10 years. Um, but that was what killed it. That was where they jumped the shark. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about, um, The Walking Dead. Fuck. That first season was so good when it ends on a downer where they go to the CDC and they have to blow the fucking CDC up. And then it's just like, well, what are we going to do now? And they're like, I don't know. Walk. 
Like we're dead? Huh? Walking dead? Huh? Like, first season was great. Second season, really good. Third season, really good. Fourth season, it's like, all right, now we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Fifth season, hey, here's a really, really bad, scary person that's exactly like the bad, scary person that was in season three. Like, except, oh, wait, no, he's scarier because he has a leather jacket and a baseball bat. Ooh. And it's just like, this is a fucking video game. You're just retreading the same villains over and over and over again. And I'm fucking over it. I don't even know how many seasons this show had because honestly, after Negan showed up, I didn't give a fuck anymore, which is a shame because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a goddamn delight. Like, I would have watched for his performance, but it wasn't good enough to overtake all the bullshit that was going on in that show, that it was just a fucking repetitive nonsense trash fire. Rambo. Uh, yeah, it, I, mm, I remember me and Katie watching that shit and it being just this test of like, all right, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop with this fucking shit. And then then we'd watch one more episode and we'd be like, God damn it. That was kind of interesting and kept getting teased out and teased out and teased out. And then eventually like a season ended, it came back. There was some big shootout at, uh, I can't remember what the fucking group is called, but Negan's people, yeah. uh, they, like Rick and them go and there's a big shootout and we finished that episode and then we kind of look at each other and we're like, I didn't feel anything about what just happened. I didn't give a shit at all about any of those characters living or dying. Are we done? And it was sort of just, yep, we're done. And never watched another episode. And I was so happy about that. And then I saw a trailer for the new series they're doing where it's Maggie and Negan together. And I'm like, motherfucker, that is an interesting conflict. <laughs> I don't want to get pulled back into this shit. <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm probably going to watch at least one or two. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Last thing I got is uh, Matrix. The Matrix is a movie with absolutely groundbreaking first film. Like, in, like, like, established a pop culture mainstay um set a new bar for how to approach uh visuals in action movies visuals in sci-fi um yeah fuck bullet time didn't exist before that did it bullet time straight up is yeah like that is is the it's found uh, like like i said like pop culture foundational shit going on in that movie uh and also like some really interesting and um and worth like revisiting subtext about you know being a trans person and uh how you know like that's that's really sort of the key and the the basis of of the matrix and like living in a, in a real world versus uh uh living in in this sort of like made of reality where we all have a residual self-image and all this shit um and then the second movie comes out, it's like, all right, we're, we're, we're kind of turning the, the dial up to 11 as far as like the philosophy is concerned, but also as far as the action is concerned. So it's like, it's really big and bombastic, but it's also like starting to get really kind of up its own ass in terms of, uh, uh, you know, humanity and blah, blah, blah. And then that third fucking movie is just, uh, sure, we're just going to throw whatever we can at the wall and see what sticks. 
Um, ah, yes, the uh, Dragon Ball Z fight at the end. Yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Z fight at the end. Uh, Neo is all like he's he's actual Jesus. Like he um, he transcends the 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 made up computer world into the real world and has like actual real world powers. Um, and uh, and all right, whatever. Again, there's a new movie. I have not watched it yet. Same. I've heard mixed reviews. I I'd like it to be good. Um, and I'm sure I'll get around to it eventually, but yeah, to, to, to have ended that first movie and it could have just been that it could have stopped right there. Because you have all this potential and you have all this, like, all these, like, you know, these possibilities of what could happen. And then you start trying to cement down, okay, well, here's what you can do. You didn't have to do that. Like, it was more interesting when it was kind of like left to the reader and, or the, the viewer. All right, cool. Yeah, it just, it just falls the fuck apart. I just remember so many people like at the end of the third one, just being confused, being like, wait, what's the, what the fuck just happened? He absorbed Neo, but what? Like, I just remember so many people being like lost and like, I'm not, I remember being a younger man and insulting those people being like, wow, you're dumb. It was very clear what was going on. Um, But like, it wasn't because if it was clear, then most of the people would have gotten it like, and that didn't happen. And it was disappointing. You know, I'll say this, like like we were talking about before. You don't it doesn't have to be good for you to like it. I I didn't mind either of them. I thought they were pretty fun for the most part. I remember going to see them in the theaters and I was like, these are fun, these are cool, you know, it, it's fine. But like it was a massive drop off from the first one to the second and the third one. Like it was it it was light years difference. And what sucks is is the best second iteration of that movie was fucking animated. The, the Animatrix, Animatrix is yep. fucking great. Yes. It is a phenomenal. I owned that on DVD. God, I loved that. It was so fucking good. Yes. And like, honestly, like it's something that Star Wars has followed in with them doing Star Wars visions, like having these things that are not really canon, but can be treated as canon if you want them to be and giving other people a chance to play with your toys in their own sandbox. Yeah. And like, it's what? really cool. Wasn't there a controversy with that recently with like Morpheus? With like, because uh, I, th- I think wasn't it like he wasn't in the last movie, but then it was like his character was killed off in like the 2005 online Matrix game. I didn't know anything about that shit. Yeah, there was a, there was like there was a whole there was a whole controversy when the when Matrix Four was coming out because a lot of people were like, "Hey, where the fuck's Morpheus? Like, why is he not? Why is he not in this?" And then it turns out that like his character was was killed in a 2005 matrix game that only a handful of people actually played no it was like what a uh, uh, enter the matrix the one yeah. with uh, jada pinkett and no 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 his character was killed in a in a game yeah no know. so so you you the the character pinkett's character in the second or third movie i can't remember which mm-hmm. features like she's the star basically of okay. the game oh, okay maybe that maybe that's it I'm, I'm not sure but i just i remember hearing some controversy with that around uh, like that last matrix movie because of that hmm i don't know yeah let's see i have to yeah i have to, I have to um, find it aliens 
after the second one, dog shit. <laughs> All of them. Like, fucking Prometheus was bullshit. Like, whatever the second one was called. I don't even remember what it was called. Alien Covenant, I think. That was horse shit, too. Um, Robocop. First Robocop. Great. Second one, weird and freaky, but kind of cool at the same time. Interesting to watch. Everything after that just sucks, which is a fucking bummer. Um, the first one's a work of art. Everything else is just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Um, Terminator. After Terminator 2, uh, with the exception of the most recent one, with uh, when uh, Sarah Connor shows back up. Independence Day. Fuck Independence Day, man. The first one was so much fun. And then the second one was just shitty. So much so that they were going to do a third one. And then they were like, you know what? Never mind. Fuck it. Because it was just that bad. Um, yeah. Those those are the other ones that I had. There's some other music stuff that I have on here. Um, but like, I hit my big ones. So I'm I'm good. Um, you guys got anything else that we wanted to make sure we, we mentioned? No, sir. Uh the only, I mean, the only one I can really, really think of is uh, just the Sonic game franchise, Genesis games, Game Gear games, all great, classic, well-established. First couple 3D games, Adventure and Adventure 2, great. Even I'll even throw Heroes uh, in there, which, uh, which I've recently learned has a Guinness World Record for most playable characters for a platform game at 12. Um no shit. And uh, but then uh, you know, as, as much as much shit as I give IGN, their rough transition to 3D was absolutely correct. Like between two two thousand four and like last year, <laughs> um, it was there's just a, a whole lot of whole lot of bad, you know, the the, the for, because uh, Sega decided that they wanted to uh, they wanted to panic, <laughs> and they were like, huh. Wow, people seem to like shooter shooting games. So why don't we give them Sonic with a gun, which was Shadow the Hedgehog, in two thousand three, two thousand four. I, I don't even remember when. I remember two thousand five. Then we have uh, some bestiality with uh, Sonic 06. You know, and it, because they tried it, you know, that game needed probably another half a year of development. They were like, no, put it out by Christmas, regardless of what it looks like. And yeah, just a, just a whole lot, a whole lot of bad, and it, it's it it sucks because it's not really defensible, and it's one of the the community is having these debates now about this very thing because the generation that grew up with those bad games are very partial to them because like they're the first things I ever played, so they think it's good even though it's like it's not. <laughs> um, but um. But yeah, like things, things you know, things, like it start a strong start, and then the franchise was kind of crap for like the better part of eighteen years with like some kind of good things. Like Generations was fine, but that was pretty much nostalgia pandering. Like, hey, remember those old levels? What if we made them three D for you and charge you forty dollars to play it? Oof. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, that's that. That's really the last one that I I uh, I, re- I really had. Um, Rambo, you got any more? That's it. Um, that being said, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, big thanks to James Rambo. Big thanks to MC Brooks. I appreciate you guys as always, uh, but also all of you out there listening. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much for continuing to subscribe, to share with your friends, uh, and listening to what we do. So we're going to wrap up for this week. We'll be back again. So make sure you tune in when we have our next episode. And remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Don't you